This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast. Welcome back to part two of our preview of the 2023-24 Championship season. We've got eight more clubs under the spotlight for you today, so let's get into it. So Middlesbrough, I think it would have felt like a missed opportunity for them losing in the playoffs last season, especially you know with uh, Luton and that as well and Coventry. I think they would have felt like they could have won that. Um, keeping hold of Michael Carrick though has been vital. As has been setting, uh, getting last season's league top scorer Tuba at Pomery signed, although he is going to miss the start of the season with injury. So, can they repeat last season's top six finish? Let's have a look. So, last season they finished fourth. Manager, as we've said, is Michael Carrick. It's his first job, but he did take them from the bottom four in the league to the top four uh, after joining. Um, so, yeah, he's. <laughs> He joined on the uh, the 24th of October last year, makes him the 12th longest-serving manager in the league. More crazy manager stats there. So transfer-wise, they've been busy. They've 17 players have left the Riverside Stadium. So seven youngsters, plus first-team with Luke Daniels, Darnell Fisher, Grant Hall, Joe Lumley, Jack Robinson, all left on a free. Plus Carnell Cotter and Mark Bowler have left on uh, left fees. Zach Hemming, Sol Bryn and Liam Roberts have left on loan this summer. Now, in-wise, there's been seven signings. Three of them actually are goalkeepers. So Tom Glover's coming from Melbourne City on a free. Jamie Jones is coming from Wigan on a free. And Sam Diaby from QPR is coming undisclosed um, fee. So they're the three keepers. Also, they've been added to the defence. The centre-back Ralph Vandenberg from Zwolle. And three left wingers. So you know, they're always stacking up in certain areas, aren't they, Middlesbrough? Alex Colbert's coming from Brentford, Morgan Rogers from Man City, and then Stoke Target San Silvara has come in. He's also uh, obviously a left winger. He's coming from Central Court in Australia. So those, that's a brief overlook of how the summer's gone. Let's listen to a Middlesbrough supporter, though. He's going to give us an insight from close to home. Hello guys, Johnny here from the Borough Breakdown Podcast. I'm here to give you a review so far of Borough's summer um, and our business so far. Um, 
how has it been? Relatively quite good, exciting, and Abora are not finished yet. You know, we've still got plenty of signings to make to get to the levels that we were at last season. We've brought in some really good names in Rav van den Berg. Sandy Eng is now our goalkeeper uh, from QPR. And also, probably one player that is one we all want to look out for is Sammy Silvera. We got him from Australia. And he looks like an absolute coup uh, on that left-hand side as well. So, they're the players that you want to probably look at. There's no big outs just yet, but we are expecting maybe one or two just to go. But I think the exits for Borough have been Ryan Giles, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, the three players that really did make an impact for Borough. Uh, outfield uh, last season and looks like uh, obviously with Giles going to Luton, Cameron Archer still sticking around at Aston Villa. It's only really Ramsey that could potentially ever come back to the club uh, this year. But saying that, you know, things are quite positive. Um, we do feel that we, although if we need to, we, we do need to add to the current group, but we're not finished. But there is a seems of a, a, a slight concern from a very small group um, of fans and we won't get past mid-table. Very typical fo- football fan and very fickle um, given that we were so good uh, last season. But I think we'll do all right. And if we have this current squad, I do think we'll probably just miss out on the playoffs. But if we keep adding to it like we're expected to, I think playoffs could be a really good opportunity for us. Um, there is one player I do want you to look out for this season is Hayden Hackney. You might have seen him last season uh, playing in the double pivot with Johnny Housen and he's in his second uh, full season now coming from the academy and he looks like a player that's just getting better and better and better. So one just to watch out for and of course Chew Brackham when he does get fit. We do have a few injuries at the moment, some key first team players, but they should be back in the next few weeks. So hopefully we'll have a, a good uh, run after the first after the first 10 games. So where do I think we'll finish? I think we'll still finish playoffs. I think we'll finish fourth. Um, I think there's just the three above us, the, of the newly promoted sides. The quality is just bubbling from there. It's so good, isn't it? And obviously, Coventry will come again. And they did put in the in the playoff uh, semi-final at the Riverside as well. So there is that to look out for too. Um, but I'm hoping for another playoff year. I'm hoping for a good season. Borough still have plenty of people to come in and maybe potentially leave as well. But overall, the summer... It's not done yet, and fans are quite happy. All the best, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Oh, brilliant. Thanks for that. So, yeah, for me, Borough have got a great young manager there, but I think they'll be reeling from the, the loss of the Lonies. So, Zach Steffen, Ryan Giles, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, and Alex Merritt, they were all key players in their first 11 last season. Without them, I think they may be struggling. Um, although, you know, they've kept that pomp. Again, though, he's missed pre-season. He's still not fit. Without him, I don't see Borough in the top six again. Right, Huddersfield Town. So, a takeover's gone through, but still no investment on the field. So, last season's hero, Neil Warnock, has agreed to stay on. That's pretty good. But will he be enough to keep them up? Last season, they finished in 18th. Like we say, Neil Warnock's the manager, you know, one of the old fox that he is. But, you know, is this going to be a miracle too far for him? You have to come in and save them from relegation last time. Uh, 23 players have left Huddersfield over the summer. So 10 youngsters got released. Uh, Tyrese Simpson left on loan. Dwayne Holmes, Will Boyle, Etienne Kamara, Nicholas Balakopi all have left for a little bit of money. Uh, whilst Vasily, Ryan Schofield, Josh Ruffalo, Floria Kenberry, Danny Grant, Matty Daly, Rolando Ahrens and Romney Critchlow have all been released. So the massive turnover there, 23 players out. So they must have signed a few. Well, no, they've signed 
uh, Chris Maxwell from Blackpool, goalkeeper on a free, and uh, they've brought in obviously Tom Edwards from Stoke, uh, as we know, you know, right back. Uh, he's he's gone there on a season's loan. That's it. Just the two incomings. So, and I'm not sure how it's going to go, but let's listen to some audio from Huddersfield Town. Hello, Stokies. It's uh, Matt from the Huddersfield Podcast. Andy takes that chance here. Just a quick review on how Huddersfield are shaping up over pre-season. And, and well, we've shed a lot of players. There are one or two disappointing departures in and amongst that, like uh, young Etienne Kamara and Nick Bilokopic. Um, but we've kept the core of our squad together. We've brought in Blackpool goalkeeper Chris Maxwell to hopefully be our number two behind Lee Nichols. And we've signed this right back from you guys, who Dan assures me is like a cross between Cafu and Lillian Chiram. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him when the season starts. Hopefully, he's an upgrade on D'Amico Dehaney. Uh, the talk between our fans are what we've what we've not done rather than what we have. Our central midfield and striking departments are absolutely threadbare, and we've got injuries to our first choice central midfielders already, meaning that we've we're having to play players out of position to cover it in pre season. Uh, our pre-season though, five games, four wins, one draw. Uh, the last time a Neil Warnock team went unbeaten in pre-season, we got promoted. There's probably more chance of cutting diamonds with a plastic knife and fork than that happening again, but should we pick up a decent central midfielder and a striker, then hopefully we'll be at the top end of the bottom eight come May and in the championship for another season in uh, 24-25. All right, guys, all the best and uh, catch you when you play us. Yeah, they're not the most optimistic there. You probably see why, you know, after what we've just been through there. Unfortunately, I can't see anything but a hard fight against relegation for this team. Uh, if Warnock leaves due to them struggles, then who's going to save them this season? <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah, promotion back to the second tier couldn't have been more eventful, could it? They got enough points to win the league most years, but only enough for a playoff place last season. Then a 4-0 defeat in the playoffs was overturned with a last-minute goal in the second leg, you know, two, two equalised, and then they won it in extra time. Then the final was won deep, deep into extra time as well. Um, then the drama continued afterwards as manager Darren Moore left the club. So just how is this season going to play out? So like we said, last season they finished third in League One, but managed to come up via the playoffs. And the manager is Cisco. So you may remember him. He was the manager of Watford, and actually won promotion with Watford. Uh, but for me, I think it's going to be a big ask to repeat that here at Hillsborough. So, so as the summer's gone on, so Ashley Fletcher, uh, he's joined for on loan from Watford, and they've also brought in four other players, uh, all defenders actually. So left back Reese James from Blackpool. Uh, you've got two right-backs, Juan Delgado from Pacos and Paul Val- Valentin from Gijon. And Dishon Bernard, a centre-back, has joined from Manchester United. Uh, whilst there's been 18 players leave, so eight youngsters have left, plus Adenin, Jaden Brown, Leojo Davidson, Deli Bashira, Sam Durant, Ryan Galvin, Ben Hennigan, Jack Hunt, Will Truman and the experienced goalkeeper David Stockdale were all released at the end of last season. That's a lot of turnover, so let's get the uh, the views from our Sheffield Wednesday support. Hi, it's James from the Wednesday Tired Eye podcast. Um, yeah, this season, obviously, first season back in the Championship, spent two seasons back in League One, I'm sure everyone will have seen you know, the scenes against uh, 
Peterborough that, in that second leg, absolutely fantastic. And then obviously to do what we did at Wembley as well, you know, 123rd minute in the game, like, you know, absolutely brilliant scenes. So, yeah, as, as a fan base, we're just looking forward to this season, really, looking forward to, you know, playing against some better sides in the Championship, no disrespect, but, you know, some of the lesser sides in League One. Um, championship is probably where we where we belong. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, in terms of big ins and outs, our transfer windows only just really got going. Obviously, with uh, new manager in Cisco Munoz that's come in, Darren Moore uh, and, the, and the chairman, you know, had a disagreement and they've parted ways. Um, I feel like it's just been quite bad timing. To be perfectly honest, you know. We've had, obviously, the playoffs that I've just mentioned, then the manager leaving, then obviously new managers come in and we're, you know, probably four, five, six weeks behind, you know, the likes of Ipswich and Plymouth, who obviously came up at the same time as us as well. Um, we have brought some new signings in, like I've mentioned, Reese James is the first one. We've brought him in on a permanent deal. He was on loan for the whole of last season, so it doesn't feel like much of a signing. Um, but we have... Met a few others as well. Um, Juan Delgado um, signed. He's a, a Chilean international. He's signed on a on a permanent deal. Plays predominantly right wing, although he can play on the left. Don't know a great deal about him, but and, you know when if you're a Chilean international, then you must have got a little bit about you. Um, another one is Ashley Fletcher on a season long loan from Watford. I think by his own admission, things haven't gone great, but hopefully he can kickstart his career. Um, and then we've uh, signed Paul Valentine, a really fast right back. We look to be playing on the counter attack this season, uh, so he'll be obviously key, picking the ball up. Likes to carry the ball as well, not just uh, not just sprinting, but we'll we'll pick up pick up the ball and and you know hopefully get us out of trouble um, on a, on a few occasions this season. Uh, and then we've just signed uh, as of today, uh, as I record this, uh, Deshaun Bernard. Uh, from Man United, well, Man United released him. Obviously, a youth product. Never played for Man United, but he did have loan spells at Hull and also at Portsmouth last season. You know, from what I've read, I don't know a great deal about him, but um, you know, Hull and and also uh, Portsmouth fans seem a bit disappointed that they've not been able to secure his services for this season as well. So, yeah, it's um, you know the, the transfer window has just got going. I still think we're a bit uh, a bit threadbare. I think we do certainly need a few more additions, um, you know, you know, before the, the transfer window shuts. And it's going to be a tough opening few games. Um, the feeling around the club is a funny one. There, there was so much positivity, especially after obviously what happened with the playoffs and, and you know things that have happened you know off the pitch as you know in terms of ticket prices and, and other things as well have, have really kind of killed that sort of momentum which is a bit of a shame to be honest there was a, like I said a huge buzz around the club and that's all but gone uh, obviously the season gets underway on Friday we take on Southampton and and yeah it's uh, it is it is a bit of a weird one I thought everyone would have kind of come together but there's still a bit of a divide in terms of the uh, you know the, the the running of the club let's say but you know I'm sure once the football gets going you know we, we can and we get a few results under our belt and I'm, I'm sure things will it'll change pretty pretty quick in terms of uh, names to watch, um, the obvious one is obviously is Barry Bannon. You know, it goes without saying he's a fantastic player. Um, the things that he can do with his with his left foot are just 
second to none, a bit of a cheat code in in League One. I'm sure Championship is more of his standard, um, so he perhaps might not stand out as much as what he did in League One, but still, what a fantastic player to have. Josh Windass is another one, again, he had injuries back end of last season. If he not had injuries, then you know his numbers would have been absolutely phenomenal. Not only goals, but also assists as well. That's something he's added to his game. If you keep him injury free, which is obviously a tall ask, we we suffer with injuries every single season, as, as every other team does. Uh, but if he can stay injury free, he'll be he'll be a huge asset and 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 someone that we'll you know probably look to 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 pick up those goals and get those assists as well. In, in terms of where I fin- think we're going to finish, um, if you'd have asked me after the, the game against Barnsley at Wembley, I would have probably said mid-table would have been relatively easy to come by, um, you know, as, as things have transpired and obviously a bit of a slow start to the summer. Um, you know, I think you look at the, the opening games that we've got, we've got Southampton and Leeds uh, in the first five games of the season. It is going to be tough. Um I don't think we're going to get relegated. I think we're going to um, we're going to steer clear of there. I think 16th or 17th or something like that. I think that's probably a, a fair reflection of where we are at the moment. However, like I said, the transfer window is still open, and uh, we seem to be doing our business quite late this season. So, so who knows? That could certainly change uh, come uh, come early September. Thanks very much, guys. Like I said, I'm James Mapping from the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Cheers. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for that. Uh, for me, they've got experienced players. Like, you know, they've got Lee Gregory, Barry Bannon. Uh, they've got Smith as well. But that to me, that's not going to be enough to keep them up. The squad actually is, I mean, we talk about experience, but for me, it's quite aged. And I, I think it lacks the spark needed to you know, in this in this current championship. You know, it's going to be a tough league. For me, I think it's going to be too tough for the Owls. And can see them, you know, heading back towards League One at the end of the year. Birmingham City, yeah. So John Eustace is steady as shit there. Um, he had sailed on some very stormy financial waters lately as well. Uh, but can they make the step up the league this campaign? You know, to maybe even challenge for the top six. So seventeenth was where they finished last season. Uh, like we say, John Eustace, the manager. I think he's proved himself in some tough conditions of so far at Birmingham. Um, and he's one. Of, he's actually one of only eight managers who started last season in their jobs, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they've kind of a lot of squads. So there's been eight coming in and eight going out. So the eight players, so Gordon, Andrews and Campbell have all left on loan, plus the very talented Tahith Chung, quite pivotal to how they play. He's left to join Luton, uh, whilst they've also lost J.B. Bellingham um, to Sunderland. So obviously he's Jude's younger brother. Um, so they've got a bit of money in for both those players as well. But Harley Dean, uh, Maxine Collin and George Friend all left the club on free transfers. The eight players coming in, so they've got Tyler Roberts from Leeds, Christian Bialik from Derby, Ethan Laird from Man United, Kofi Miyoshi from Antwerp, Saniki Dembele, a player I really like from his Peterborough days. He's joined from Bournemouth. Dion Sanderson come very, very close to a transfer to Stoke over the summer. Um before we sort of change tact a bit, he's joined Wall. He's joined from Wolves. We've got Lee Buchanan's coming from Werder Bremen and Keshi Anderson from Blackpool. So let's uh, let's get into the Birmingham supporter now and have a listen how they are feeling ahead of the big kickoff. 
I think the summer's gone brilliantly for us, mate. We've made some fantastic signings. Uh, we've had eight or nine players come in now and just watching them over pre-season, I think they've been fantastic. Looking at Sariki Dembele, for example, on the left, he looks so exciting every time he picks up the ball. Christian Bielik, we know what a fantastic player. He can be such a solid defensive midfielder to have in the side. Dion Sanderson as well, uh, another big signing, such a pacey centre-half, such a modern centre-half. Uh, in my opinion, really adds to the Blues' back line, whether we play a four or five. Um, so things are looking very exciting. Kevin Long as well, of course, I'm happy we've got for another year towards the end of last season. He was certainly improving as a defender. I know he had a shaky start, um, but it's really coming on in leaps and bounds. And even a few players we're rumoured with are still very exciting. Mateo Sarkic potentially coming in after he failed his medical at Stoke. Um, so there's just so much to look forward to as Blues fans at the moment. We've had years and years of misery now and nothing happening at the club and, and complete neglect and, and, and so many sorrows. But times are finally looking up for Blues. Um, I think it's going to be a really good season for us. I don't expect immediate results. I don't expect us to finish in the playoffs or go up this season or anything like that. It's great to have that optimism. I've seen a lot of optimistic Blues fans, but for me, that's just a a step too far, a bit too soon, I think, having uh, expecting those sort of things. Um, but I think if we can certainly finish mid-table or just below mid-table, um, I'll be very happy. It shows shows progress and signs of moving forward, which is what we've wanted for a very long time now. We've been so stagnant for years. Um, so if we can really work our way up the table, um, 13th, 14th position, um, I'll be a very happy man. So, yeah. Thank you for that, mate. Um, yeah, I think they could be challenging for the playoffs this season. That Birmingham could be right up there. You know, they've got a good manager, they've got a good solid base, and they've added some real quality to it. For me, they've obviously had to take over. The stands could be reopened this season as well, I believe. Um, not in time for the big kickoff, but you know, September, October time, it should be done. Um, for me, yeah, they've got some good, like I say, some good young additions. I think they're going to be in and around the playoffs this year. <laughs> West Brom, so yeah, some crazy financial dealings behind the scenes. Uh, I've seen more than one anti-board group develop in recent times, you know, the Hawthorns. Yeah, with their financial issues, can West Brom keep their regular top 10 spot? So last season, they finished ninth. The West Brom manager, Carlos Corbran, um, he's got a good championship experience, hasn't he? So hopefully, you know, he can, um, you know, he's, he's going to need all that experience, I think, maybe coming through this season, because... 17 players have left the Hawthorne since the end of last season. Nine youngsters, plus Keen Bryan, uh, Quezin Castro, Jake Livermore, all his experience, Archie Oliver, Rico Richards and Tom Rogic, as and also Dara O'Shea, a man who was probably their best centre-back before. He's left. They've all left on freeze, uh, whilst Colin Glant and Zach Ashworth have departed on loan. So, the 17 players that have left, there's only one incoming so far. That's Jeremy Sarmiento, an attacking midfielder, who's joined on loan from Brighton for the season. So, I think they're going to need a lot more than that, but let's just see what the mood is over in the West Midlands. Hello, it's Louis Bent from the Baggies podcast here to give my thoughts ahead of the upcoming campaign. Yeah, it's not really a much anticipated one for Albion fans. I feel like, you know, the financial difficulty we're in, the ownership situation as well, you know, rumours of a few takeovers here and there, but ultimately the owner looking to sell. It's really hampered, I think, Carlos Corbran with a with a, with a nice chance to prepare to prepare for the season. And we've had an underwhelming pre-season uh, against 
um, you know, League One, League Two sides. Um, we've got the one incoming, which is Jeremy Sarmiento from Brighton, who joins uh, and he can play a multiple of positions in the forward line, which is nice. Uh, he should provide a, a nice bit of squad depth and looks like a very skillful player. Could potentially rip up the championship if you know what we've seen is correct and what we've heard from Brighton fans. Um, as for outs, uh, we've had a few of those. Dara O'Shea, the big named one uh, of that. Uh, leaving the club for £7 million to Burnley, Premier League Burnley that is now, and of course Carlan Grant going on loan to Cardiff City. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know the O'Shea loss was necessary to sort of fund us because we haven't got those parachute payments anymore. Um, I think the feeling around the club is, 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 is that we'd like to see some incomings. I think uh, a striker could be on the way in the next few days, so possibly when you're listening to this, we, there may already be a striker at West Brom. Uh, to to rival Brandon Thomas Asante and of course the injured Daryl DK who uh, should spend the majority of 2023 on the sidelines but I think it's it's going to be a difficult season I think Carlos Corbran is our best asset at the moment he's the one who can kind of help us guide help guide us into the top half possibly into the playoff positions if if we string a run together but at the moment it's not looking particularly positive I think that we'll finish uh, I think we'll finish maybe 10th I think is probably the prediction I'd give you but it's not really a season that Albion fans are looking forward to um, but we're hoping that Carlos can provide some magic on the pitch and perhaps a couple of late loan signings in the window might just help to to keep Albion in uh, the mix for the playoffs Well, so yeah see, I think a serious season of struggle could be in store for the Baggies uh, unless they do some late work in the tran- in the loan and free transfer market, I can see them staring more at the bottom six than the top six. I think it's going to be a real battle for them this year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Queen's Park Rangers. So yeah, the appointment of Gareth Ainsworth, it did more to sink than save the ship, didn't it, um, last year for the R's. And, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if a summer recruitment can have them more in tune with what he wants, you know, more his style of play. Now he's been able to bring them some players. Uh, last season, they finished 20th. They probably would have seriously you know, been in trouble go down if it wasn't for points deductions. Uh, and the manager, Gareth Ainsworth, you know, tons of experience with Wickham. But he's had such a terrible time so far at Loftus Road. Uh, you know, brought in as an ex-player, get the fans on side. It, it really didn't work. Um, I think he needs a good start. Like I say, he came in February 23, uh, makes him the 17th longest serving manager so far. But for me, uh, I think he definitely needs a good start to keep his job. So, 31 players have left QPR over the summer. 17 youngsters were released. Mahoney's got out on loan for the season. Sendiang is left for Borough. 
Rob Dickey has left for Middlesbrough. They've got a bit, bit, bit of money in for both of them. And then there's a load of free transfers. So Stefan Johansson, Hamilton, Odie Alpha, Luke Amos, Leon Balogun, Dylan De Silva, Hiron Hamid, uh, Chris Martin, Connor Masterson, Charlie Owens, Omelie Shapiro have all exited on freeze over the summer. So mass clear out there. They managed to bring in six new faces. So Taylor Richard, centre mid from Brighton. These are all on a free, by the way. Uh, Zigard Lakady, a left back from Fulham. Paul Smith, a right winger from Lake Orient. And then some experienced players there. So Jack Colback, a centre mid from Forest, And then two Stokies, or two ex-Stokies, Asmir Begovic, a goalkeeper's joined from Everton. And Morgan Fox, after it's released by Stoke at the end of last season, is now at QPR. A lot going on there, a lot to digest. Let's have a listen and see how the QPR fans are feeling ahead of this season. Hello, um, Ben here, QPR fan um, from the W12 podcast. Um, just to give you a bit of uh, insight into um, everything QPR leading into the new season. Um, <clears throat> as we know, last season was a really, really tough season for us um, and difficult to take, really, being top in October, flying to um, coming within a defeat, really, of, of relegation. Um, Reddin's points deduction as well kept us in the league really, which is um, which which demonstrates how difficult the season was. You know, we won since going top in October. We won four games in sort of twenty seven, I think it was um, one in fifteen at home. So, which is just ridiculous, really. Um, so the club this summer needed a <coughs> needed a refresh, um, needed some changes to be made. Um, Les Ferdinand's moved on as director of football, um, which is good because it's, it's, it's some accountability for, for for some really poor decisions. Um, and we've shipped a few out, a few players out, um, brought a few in. I think there's going to be quite a few coming through the door in the next sort of 30 days. Um, we've, we've, um, we've sold Rob Dickey to Bristol City. Um, Senny Dieng's moved on to Borough. Um, Combined for about three million, which is which is good business, really. In the last year of contract, they both had a really poor season last season. Um, so, so to get three million for them, I, I think is good. Um, we've we've also Stephanie Hansen's moved on our captain on a free. Leon Balligan's gone to Rangers. Um, Luke Amos and a few other fringe players have have have, have, have gone, um, and. We all, the loans have all gone. We had five loans. Um, we've all moved on. Um, who played a big part last season, but you know we're, we're part of the problem really. Down tools, injured, um, and we were heavily reliant on them. Um, so yeah, b- big changes. Um, we've brought in Asmir Begovic, um, which is really big for us, which is good. Um, We've brought Paul Smith back to the club from Lake Norian that we let go on a free a couple of years ago. He had a really good season, really quick and pacey a little. So he should cause some problems on the way Gareth Ainsworth wants to play. Um, we signed Morgan Fox with a bit of experience. Jack Holback um, is about to be announced. It may be it will probably be announced by the time you're listening to this. Um, and I suspect there'll be a couple more as well as a couple of loans as well before the end. So it, it was... 
expectation for the season is tough really I think there's a real sense of fear in the fa- in the fans just because at the moment we've just lost 5-0 to Oxford in a friendly um, and we c- it could have been 8 um, and we started the season with relatively the same team as last season which we know had mentality issues injuries and this was sort of relying on these same players again um, hoping for a different outcome um which displayed on Saturday isn't it? It doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Um, so I, I, you know, I think there'll be a few more coming through the door. Um, but it's tough. It's going to be a tough season for us. Championship looks diff- looks difficult this year. Um, we're in everyone's predictions to go down. I don't really blame anyone. Um, Gareth Ainsworth's got a really really big job to do. If results don't go well early on. Um, he could be under real pressure really quickly because there were some big red flags last season um, that, that although he kept us up, I guess, um, the fans will quickly turn on him. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, um, and who? where do I think we'll finish? Um, I think that we will we'll stay up just, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a tough season. Um, players to watch out for. Um, we've still got Chris Willock and Ilias Chair on their day is as good as anyone in this league as a number 10. It's just keeping them fit and firing, which has proven difficult for the last three managers that have been in. Um, so them two are our key players, um, absolutely. And, you know, Asmir Begovic coming in as goalkeeper is going to be big for us as well with his experience and... Um, it probably going to be captain, um, so I'll go. I'll think around between twenty first and twelfth, <laughs> probably like sixteenth. But looking forward to the season. Yep, thank you for that, mate. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the people love to show they want to hear, but I can't see anything but a struggle for QPR, especially after seeing them last season. You know, I think they were the worst side that I saw last season. Towards the end, I know they, they managed to bloody somehow sneak <laughs> sneak a victory against Stoke, but yeah, they were they were dreadful. Um, Begovic and Colback could be crucial if they do get into a relegation scrap, but I'm not sure that even their experience will be enough to keep them up. <laughs> Norwich City, yes. Yeah, so after becoming a perennial yo-yo club over the last decade or so, the Canaries dropped off the pace in the Championship last season. Um, Yes, yeah, so can they bounce back? Let's have a look. So last season was 13th place finish. And the manager there now is David Wagner. So he's got some valuable championship experience. Um, and obviously after being appointed in January, he's had he's been a, you know, he's had a chance to look at the squad and see where you're where he wants to improve this summer, who he wants to keep and get rid of. And on that note, uh, they've had five incomings. So Christine Fasnart... Fasnak, a right wing from Young Boys, is coming on disclosed. Boya Sants, another right wing, is coming from Gerestmansport on a free. Uh, Ashley Barnes, striker from Burnley on a free. And then Shane Duffy, centre-back from Fulham. And Jack Stacey, a right-back from Bournemouth, have both come in on free transfers. There's been 16 players leave the club, so four young lads have left. And then John McCracken, Archie Mayer, Brad Hills, Abu Kamara and Louis Shepley have all headed out on loan for the campaign. While Sam Byron, Kieran Dowell, Josh Martin, Michael McGovern, 
Daniel Sinani, Bally Mumba, and the goal machine that is Timu Kuki have all been released and left the club for free. So you imagine the wage bill there has shrunk massively with some big names, some big hitters on that list. Um, let's have a listen though to our friends in East Anglia to see how they feel and have the big kickoff. Hello, Adam Harvey here from the Pink and Norwich City podcast. Uh, thank you for inviting me on to sort of give some thoughts about Norwich City and the season now coming. Um, I'll just reflect quickly on the end of last season. A, a one win in 11, 13th place finish, lots of kind of frustration, apathy, and a pretty toxic end to last the last campaign at Carrow Road. Uh, lots of anger towards our sporting director, Stuart Webber, who has since come out and said he's leaving the football club um, to sort of serve as a note, serving a notice period at the moment. But um, yeah, it was it was a difficult end to the last campaign. Lots of players left. Uh, Timu Puki, five years of service, you know, such a brilliant player for this football club. He's now gone to the MLS. You know, the likes of Kieran Dowell, who's, you know, a very good player at championship level. He's gone to Rangers. So there's been some changes. Um, David Wagner, who, of course, was appointed in the January time, Maybe, you know, he wants to play kind of a high-pressing style of football. Maybe he didn't have the players for that towards the end of last season, but he's managed to, I suppose, bring in some players that hopefully will suit his system. Uh, a couple of unknown players in Christian Fashnak from the Swiss League and Borhar Sainz from the Turkish League, who I think, you know, probably not, lots of Norwich fans are pinning their hopes on in terms of creativity. But we've also added a lot of championship kind of leadership, I suppose, experience in the likes of Ashley Barnes, Shane Duffy, Jack Stacey, all players who know the Premier League and the Championship very well and... I think at times last season, we probably lacked that kind of experience maybe at times. We've got quite a young squad. So I think they're perfect additions at the right time. I'm, I'm fairly confident unless anyone else leaves that that probably will be Norwich's business for this summer. We're still expecting the likes of Max Ahrens, Milot Rashica and Andrew Mabama Daly to potentially depart before the end of the window, which I think probably adds a different dimension because they're all obviously excellent players in the championship. Maybe less so Milot Rashica, but certainly the other two. Um, yeah, I think the fans are kind of mixed. There's lots of optimism, lots of pessimism. Um, the championship looks harder on paper this season maybe than it was last season, but Norwich sometimes are thriving in, a thrive in those conditions. Uh, the first season under Daniel Farker a few years back in 2018-19, on paper Norwich didn't particularly have you know what looked like the strongest squad in the league, but you know they, they tore it, they tore it up and ended up winning the title. So I think anything's possible. Uh, I think it's important we get a really quick start to the season because. Anything short of a you know a decent points tally after the first five or ten games could leave David Wagner potentially at risk of his job, and I think the frustration will boil a lot more under the surface, particularly if uh, our arch rivals Ipswich Town, who of course are now back in the Championship, have a strong start to the campaign. Um, in terms of a position, I could see us anywhere between sixth and tenth. Uh, I'd hope to see a playoff position and a trip to Wembley, but. You know, I think it's going to be a strong and difficult league this year. So, um, you know, I'm not overly hopeful that we've got enough quality if uh, we have injuries to potentially, you know, override some of the strong sides in the league, you know, the likes of Leicester and Southampton. So, intrigued to say how we get on. In terms of key man, I'll go with Gabriel Sara, a man who this time last year arrived in the Championship with Norwich City, never played in England before, couldn't even speak English. And we certainly saw towards the end of the last campaign how good he is. You know, he's a really excellent footballer and one who I think, you know, if Norwich get back to the, if the worst get back to the Premier League, could be a really, really great player in that division. Or, you know, if worst comes to the worst and we have to sell him, I think there's, you know, a player there that could go on to, to reach the top. So I think he's the man to look out for. And yeah, I'll, I'll go sixth place. Sixth place finish. Well, cheers. Thank you for that. So 
The loss of long-standing Gold Machine team with Pokemon no doubt takes some replacing. Ashley Barnes, I'm not sure he's going to give them them goals, but what he will give them, I think, is a different angle of attack. Uh, Shane Duffy, Jack Stacey are also good additions to defence. I actually think, although there's been a massive like loss there, a lot of players go out, I think top half finish beckons. Not enough for the playoffs, but I think yeah, 9th to 12th is where Norwich will be this campaign. So the last one for today is Hull City. So a second full season under the ownership of Aki, uh, Akun Maida. Um, and it's a lot less hectic than it was last preseason uh, when they were sort of signing some big names and being linked with, with players left, right and centre, especially like in Turkey and that. Uh, but yeah, it's been a lot less, a lot more... Um, mun- uh, played down a lot more. It's not quieter for them this, this uh, summer. But can Liam Rossini mould a squad to push for promotion? So last season they finished 15th. The manager, Liam Rossini, it's his first full season in charge now. He had 29 games last season, 14 of them were draws. He had a really tight defence but struggled to score goals. So have they been able to put that right? So coming in this summer, we've got Xavier Simon, the defensive midfielder from Chelsea. Uh, Jason Lequila, a right winger from Sparta Rotterdam. They're both undisclosed fees. And they've also got two loan signings. One's very exciting to me, Ruben Vinagre, a left-back from Sporting Lisbon, cracking player. Uh, and also the other one is Liam Delap, which is an intriguing one after his time at Stoke. So obviously we know he's centre-forward, he's on loan from Man City. Uh, outwards, though, they've had 18 players, so seven youngsters have left on a free. Three also young lads have gone out on loan. While first team members Billy Chadwick, Callum Eller, Josh Hines, Tyler Smith, Tobias Figueredo, they've all left on freeze. Uh, Jarvis Ward and Cartwright have all left on loan. So there's been a few players who've left as well. Um, it's going to be interesting for me. Liam Delap is a bit of a key one there. You know, I can't get away from that signing. Uh, I think. Yeah, let's have a listen and see how they how they feel up on home side. Hi there, this is Ant from the Tall and Back podcast. Our summer so far has gone. Um, it's actually been like the polar opposite to to, to last summer. Actually, it's it's been quite a quiet one. Um, we're not linked with many players. Uh, we've only brought in the three so far. Technically four because we haven't announced Connolly yet. So we brought in Ruben Vinagre at left back, who I think is a superb signing at this level. Uh, Jason Lakilo. Don't know much about him other than when he was at Doncaster uh, a few years ago. Um, Liam Delap, who didn't exactly set the championship alight with Preston and Stoke last season, but hopefully um, finds his home here. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've, we've definitely not spent like we did last summer. Um, like I said, Aaron Connolly's still yet to come in. He's, he's, he's pretty much our player. He's been pictured in all the training gear and stuff. He was at the last game and, and things like that, but just not been officially announced yet. We were apparently chasing players like Ryan Kent, so it could it could still yet to be a productive summer. Uh, you know, Benjamin Tete looks like he's on his way out, which I think frees up some funds for Rosini to spend. So, um, yeah, it's been okay. Um, we've kept hold of Jacob Graves and Oscar Espinham, which was probably the biggest um, what-if going into summer, whether or not we could keep them. Um we have done so. Ryan Woods has been told he can leave. Um, he's never really suited our system, to be honest. Um, and I don't think there's anything else really to report transfer-wise. We were priced out of it. Uh, our our pursuit of Cal Darlow. Um, yeah, Newcastle wanted 
I think it was just his wages actually were too high um, and then we were not in a position to pay the, that kind of money this season after last summer's spending spree. So, yeah, a relatively calm and quiet summer here. Um, hopefully, two, two, two or three more incomings. We needed a goalkeeper. We needed a left-back cover for Vinagra and, um, like I said, Aaron Connolly to be announced. So, yeah, quiet summer. Yeah, cheers for that. Thank you. Yeah, the lap, because like I said before, He's an interesting signing. He's a year older, he's more experienced than his spells at Stoke and Preston. Could this be the making of him? We see a lot of players who kick on on that second year out on loan. You know, do a lot of learning in the first year and use that to kick on afterwards. Uh, other than that, Vinagre, like I said before, is one of the most eye-catching signings in the league this summer. I think they'll improve on last year. Top half finish for me, definitely. <laughs> Well, that's it for today, folks. So, yeah, join us for part three tomorrow where we'll do our last eight stops in our championship review. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.